Welcome to the Talk with Clads podcast. Your host is Katie Ann, an island girl on a journey with her guests to learn about their backgrounds, businesses, passions, experiences, life lessons, and wins. Come and laugh, cheer, learn, and plan with us. My friend, take some time to come and talk with Clads. Welcome to Talk with Clads. My name is Katie Ann and I will be your host for today. We have a special guest who is back by popular demand. We have Mrs. Tanika Reed Williston of Law Office of Tanika C. Reed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. Hello. Thank you for having me again. So, Tanika, you've been practicing law for over 10 years. And one area of law, which is homeowners insurance, I'm not sure if I'm saying that sector properly, but give the audience a brief overview of what um, homeowners is or, or what the correct term is. Well, you can say property damage claims, homeowners insurance law, or first party property um, law, which is just a, an insured person making a claim or bringing a lawsuit against his or her home insurance carrier. Okay. So do you have to be a homeowner to carry insurance? Well, you have to have, you have to have an insurable interest in the property. So for example, um, you sometimes you have mortgage guard insurance. So in Florida, the individual is the considered the owner of the property. However, the mortgage has an interest in the whole owner, the uh, ownership of the property and they have a title interest. So they also get to carry insurance on the property. Um, additionally, if I were to lend you money and mortgage that property as a private mortgager, I could also have insurance on the property. So I don't have to be the homeowner per se, but I have to have some insurable interest. Not everybody can have property damage um, insurance. Okay. So what is the difference then? Let's say I am the owner of the property and I rent my home out. What is the difference between rental insurance and homeowner's insurance? Well, your renter's insurance would cover your personal um, property inside of the building itself. Yes, you can carry some... um, coverage for the building. For example, if there's a fire inside, if there is, um, you know, leak inside, but it's not as comprehensive as say a homeowner's, um, insurances. Okay. So I've heard, uh, individuals saying if they have a property uh, damage that they're going to go to an adjuster. So what's the difference between an adjuster and an attorney and the scope of his or her practice? The principal difference is an adjuster cannot bring a lawsuit on your behalf. Yes, in the beginning, if you have an an attorney from the very beginning of a claim, say, for example, um, a water damage claim in your home, your child flushes um, toys on the toilet, causes a a major flooding in your home. If you go to an attorney right away, uh, an attorney and a public adjuster operate in a similar capacity in the sense of reporting the claim to the insurance company and getting it adjusted um, at that section. However, if the adjuster gets stuck, meaning if there's a point in time where the insurance company has A, denied the claim, 
right? Your only recourse at that point in time or your logical recourse would be to bring a lawsuit, right? Because they've already adjusted the claim. They say they're not covering it. You need an attorney to bring a lawsuit. Um, if they get to a point where they're saying this is the the maximum they have paid and they're not paying anymore and you have to bring a lawsuit, then again, you need an attorney to do that on your behalf. Okay. So you mentioned public adjusters. Do you have private adjusters? Or like, So do you have... Because I, I didn't understand why you said the term public adjuster. Because that's what they're considered. Public adjuster works on behalf of the individual property owner. You do have something called an all lines adjuster, and they are adjusters who operate on behalf of the insurance carrier. Okay. Okay. So you have worked for, um, I guess, both sides. Yes. You have worked for the insurance company and... Um, you have worked for the individual homeowner, yes. The individual homeowner. So tell us, like, what's one experience working on for the insurance company um, that you wish the homeowner knew when you came out, but obviously you couldn't say anything? Know your policy. That's one of the biggest things. Know what's inside of your policy. Um, you know, sadly, sometimes people just have the wrong verbiage, the wrong terminology. Sometimes people will call in and they'll say, oh, um, we had a flood. Okay, most insurance, you know, most um, property claims, I'm sorry, most property insurance don't cover flood because flood is considered groundwater. So if somebody means, hey, you know, there was a backup inside my toilet or in my shower and it flooded out throughout my house, they don't literally mean a flood from groundwater coverage. So it's important to know what your 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 property, your insurance itself covers, what it does not cover, um, and the right language to use. Another big one is the screen enclosure. There are several policies that no longer cover screen enclosures. So if you're calling and you've had some hurricane damage and all you have is a screen enclosure, you know, it that may not be the best thing to report because it might it might be denied. You know, hopefully you have some additional damage you can report to get your losses covered. Okay, so you touched on knowing your policy. So what are some things that are typically covered uh, by an, a policy and uh, things that are not covered by uh, a policy? And I'm not asking you to give any type of advice or be held liable, but just a generalization. A lot of um, claims there... The insurance, the insurance company like to say they're all peril policies, are named peril policies, well, meaning they specifically tell you the perils that they cover. But, you know, as the, um, the, ins- the homeowner, the attorney for the homeowner, I like to consider them all coverage um, <laughs> policy um, because, you know, unless it's excluded, then for us, we think everything should be covered, right? I can tell you right off the bat, like I said, most insurance don't cover flood. So if you live close by the water, you'd be required to carry an additional thing called flood insurance. Um, Most uh, insurance policies don't cover termites. Oh, really? Correct. Most insurance companies don't cover termites. Um, And you live in Florida. You know, a lot of things are made out of wood. So that could be a tricky situation. Most insurance will tell you that they don't cover repeated seepage or leakage of water, which would mean if you have water dripping or causing damage to your home for an extended period of time at a continuous um, motion or in a continuous sequence, that typically would not be covered. Okay. 
CLAD's resources and consulting values its customers. Our planner footsteps to my vision is a 13-month planner that can be used for five years. It walks you through SMART goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers, which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high quality PU leather and paper planner helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product Vision Board Planner, Luxury Pen, 8GB USB Flash Drive, Wireless Mouse, Ultra Elegant Packaging Box, available in five stunning colors, black, red, gold, pink, navy blue. Material, PU Leather, 13-month planner, elastic band for easy handling. Our Footsteps to My Vision is available at Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, our website, and at Walmart. You may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com, Instagram, Clads Resources, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Clads Resources forward slash. You're listening to Talk with Clads. Find more resources online at cladsresources.com. Now back to the show with your host, Katie Ann. Welcome back, everyone. So, Tanika, as you know, we are in hurricane season. How do you prepare your home in case disaster strikes? Well, first, um, you have to protect yourself by having a hurricane kit, right? Uh, make sure, of course, you have your batteries, your water, your canned goods. I would say that's the best place to start. Um, I would also say make sure you have your documents in a safe place. That can be by placing them in a waterproof container or Ziploc bags. Make sure you know where your important documents are. So if anything, if you have to leave, you can grab them and go. Or they're in a safe place uh, where they can be left unattended for a period of time. Okay. And for... Should they be taking any types of pictures or anything like that off their property for if they have to file a claim? Yes, I'm glad you asked. Um, most times, you know, the insurance company will ask you, do you have any pictures of things before a damage occurred? So if you have really good valuables, um, jewelries, or anything that might be really fancy or expensive. I remember a claim with from a lady asking, you know, she was seeking to claim her Persian rug that was $15,000, right? So it's always good to have pictures of valuable things that you'd like um, to be considered if you're making a claim. And of course, it's always good to walk around your home, you know, make sure your windows and stuff are sealed. Um, sometimes we change over or people change over their shutters, and if they had, you know, the shutters where you had to bolt it into your wall, if you change that type of shutter, those holes might be there and they might cause water to seep inside of your home over time. So it's always good to have somebody come out and inspect your property to make sure it's in good working order. So will, do you recommend that anyone um, do this like on a 
one year, two year, three year, four year? What if you bought a house 10 years ago? Do you have it re-examined to be prepared for hurricane season? In all honesty, you know, having your home checked over once over, especially for somebody who's had a home for 10 years, it's not necessarily a hurricane thing. It's a, you know, a conscientious homeowner thing. Uh, it's your home. It's, you know, people's most, most people's most, um, their largest investment. So of course you do want to make sure you take care of it and preserve it as best as possible. It is not required that you do that. It is required for you to maintain your home, but it's never required for you to have anybody inspect it. It's just good to do to protect your investment. Okay. Are there any resources that may be out there for someone if they experience a disastrous event? Well, A, um, you know, you do have your individual home insurance, home insurance policy that you can make a claim against. And of course, you will have things like FEMA um, for whenever there's a national disaster. Of course, the federal government will step in and offer um, assistance to those in need. And of course, your local government may offer assistance. I do know um, that coming close to hurricane season, I have seen different counties have their own hurricane preparedness programs, and they might have certain benefits for people who want to participate in those. Okay. All right. So I know you, you kind of gave us a little bit of a, a small biography of yourself. Um, I know um, right now you're doing PEEP Law Group, yes. um, and that's a, a, a venture from Law Office of Tanika C. Reed. So what made you choose? Because we, you know, I, my listeners are very interested about your, your background. Um, you're an attorney, uh, smart, educated, beautiful, island. Um, you know, we have to represent for the <laughs> island girl, the island yes, girl. Yes, yes. Um, what made you choose homeowners? I know it's, it's an aspect of, but what made you choose that part? What part? The homeowners? Yeah. In all honesty, um, it was just a, a job I applied for and I got several years ago and I really like it. Of course, that was the defense side. And I really, really, really like defense work. I like defending insurance companies. Um, but of course, at some point in time, I pivoted as my family grew and my priorities changed a bit. I pivoted to the individual homeowners section of it. Uh, so I still keep it because I really love that section of law. It allows me to litigate um, and it allows me to negotiate. And I love those things. Peep, uh, you know, it's my name is difficult to pronounce on paper. It's only three syllables, Tatnika. But of course, it has a funky spelling, especially for Americans to pronounce. So I just figured to make myself more marketable, Peep would um, be a good thing. Peep, you know, it's an acronym for property damage claims, estate planning, elder law, and probate. And those are the things I'm really, really interested in. Okay. So what advice would you give someone who is a young attorney or someone who is not even an attorney, but they're interested in pursuing that journey? Oh, okay. Get yourself um, in front of people or aligned with people who can show you the ropes I think it's extremely important for somebody, especially somebody who's pursuing law either right now or thinking about it, to intern um, at different places. 
intern at the public adjuster's office or the state attorney's office so you can get a feel for it and really get in the thick of it to see what it's like. Um, I also say, you know, go to private insurance, I'm sorry, private law firms to see if you can intern or get a job there, you know, as a law clerk or something so you can really get a feel for it. And diversify, diversify, diversify. I think you will never know what you love until you try different flavors. There are several people, of course, you know, they got a job after law school in one thing and they stayed there forever. But, you know, that's one way to go. But I personally think you should try something or try different things to really get a feel for what you like or what you're passionate about. Okay. And what do you think is one of the, and this is just based on your um, experience, what's the most common reason for people failing or giving up on their journey to be an attorney? It's hard. It really, really is hard. Um Shoot, I thought the LSAT was hard, right? <laughs> so just the exam alone, I think, is extremely difficult. But I, they make the first year of law school purposefully difficult to weed out um, people who they believe don't have the drive or won't be successful. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of, you know, sifting through complex laws and, and rules and reasoning. And there are certain nuances that you have to get in order to be a great attorney. So, you know, and some people, it, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot of work. So how did you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated now, even as an attorney that is practicing? Listen, I clearly remember crying on the highway, right? <laughs> so it's not easy. And I, I, it's not even the pretty cry. We're like, <laughs> it's boohoo and snot. And I'm literally doing like 75 on the turnpike trying to get to school um, because I was dreading a pop quiz in civil procedure. So it's it's just perseverance. You know, I had great family members. I called my mom while I was boohooing and she's talking me through it. I had you. Um, to talk me through it. It's just having a desire and a goal and really sticking to it. I was not the person who might get an A on the first try, but I don't give up. I just keep going at it. I always say we can start a race at the, at the same time. I may not cross the finish line first, but I absolutely will make it across the finish line because I have a drive to do it. Okay. So three words. How would you, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Frugal, and my sister's gonna laugh, but you know, let's just be honest, it is what it is. Driven and helpful. And why? Oh, I, frugal, I have no clue why I'm frugal. I just am. I think, you know, maybe it's frugal one of those things. since you've been a child. Exactly. And it might just be one of those things, you know, you've heard it so often or said it so often, you kind of internalize it. Um, so I don't know. Since you've been a child. Then there you go. So frugal, is, I guess that's just my nature. I'm more of a saver than I am a spender. Um, I said helpful. I don't know. If you come to me with a problem, I try to find a solution to it. And it's instinctive. It's, you know, you may not even finish the sentence before I'm brainstorming as to how to help you to get through to your, through your problem. Dedicated, like I said, you know, growing up, my, my sister was always smarter than I am in terms of getting something faster, getting the A, get, you know, and I just, I didn't want to disappoint or I just had to make sure I got across the finish line. So I'm always driven to accomplish whatever my goals are. Okay. If you could step into my shoes, what would what would have been one question that I did not ask you that you want me you wanted me to ask you? What's my contact information? Well, <laughs> <ask me. laughs> That's 
coming at the end. Where can our listeners contact connect with you? <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, shameless plug. So it, it my phone number is 561-316-6241 or 1-866-441-LAW. No, I'm sorry, 4411-LAW. 1-866-4411-LAW. And then can they find you on um, social media? Yes, you can find me at the law office of Tanika C. Reed. Um, and of course, you can find me at my website, treedlaw.com, T-R-E-I-D-L-A-W.com. And so uh, just to, to for our listeners, Peeps, well, Peep Law Group, because she keeps correcting me, it's Peep Law Group is a new venture, but Law Office of Tanika C. Reed is still live and popping. Um, do you charge for your consultations? How how do do um how do how is your process typically? No, I currently do free consultations. Um and they're quite in depth. I don't necessarily have a time cap. I know some people say free 30 minutes or free 15 minutes. Um, you know, I, I definitely do an in-depth consultation with people. Okay. And for all the Caribbean people, it's not a time for no come and waste our time for trying to get advice for do it for no own. She's trying. <laughs> consultation is that. Just that. A consultation. Yes, please, please. Some people try to, you know, ask me to repeat. Can you say it so I can record it? No, ma'am. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're not playing that game. Oh, uh, yes. Let's just say she knows. She We have heard it all. <laughs> And because I'm an Islander, I, I, I kind of know the game. So again, where can our listeners find you? Again, you can call me 561-316-6241 or 1-866-4411-LAW. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And everyone, take some time to come and talk with Claire. Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Clads Resources and online at www.cladsresources.com. Our planner, Footsteps to My Vision, is also located on our website or on Facebook, Instagram, or Amazon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep creating your footpath to your vision.